0: This is Stacy Eldridge. Welcome to Captivated. This world vies for our attention in a thousand different ways. But the most important thing, the preeminent thing, the essential thing, is to give our attention to Jesus. Welcome, dear ones. May you be blessed today, knowing that you are seen and cherished by the one who planned on you before the beginning of time. You are loved. The King is captivated by you. I am so happy to have this time with you, and I'm thankful to have Nancy Carmichael as my guest today to talk about Jesus and what he's been up to in her beautiful life. Nancy's been a guest before, back in November of 22, so if you want to go back and listen to that episode, it's really marvelous. Nancy is a passionate lover of God, and she is the CMO, the Chief Misfit Officer of the Isle of Misfits. The Isle of Misfits is a blog whose mission statement includes own your awkward, which I love, love your fellow misfit and embrace the weird truth. There's beauty and truth all around us, sometimes in the strangest places. So good, Nancy. She also has podcasts that you can listen to on her website, which we'll link in the bio. Welcome, Nancy.
1: Thank you, Stacy. Oh, it's so good to be back. I'm just thrilled to be here.
0: Me too, to have you. All right, we're just going to dive right in. Let's do it. You mentioned to me recently that you've been rereading, John, in my book, Captivating. And that is, yeah, and it's been recalibrating some things in your life. Can you, can you tell us about that?
1: Oh, boy, boy, oh, boy. Yes, yes, I can. So I, um I read the book when it first came out, whenever that was, that was in the 2000s. Five, right? the forever 2005. ago. 2005 the year I got married. Yes. Just in time. Yes. Just in time. So, yeah. So it's been a minute since I've read it, even though, you know, I, I've, I've just been a firm believer in the ministry of wild at heart and your ministry and everything it stands for in reclaiming the heart. So, so it's always been near and dear to me. It's always been something that I I feel I stump on, right. You know, I, um, I just, uh, I, I'm a proselyte of this message of, of reclaiming the heart that you've been Mm. so encouraging. Uh, to me and so so many over the years. So, having said that, I found that the last several years, perhaps, uh-huh. uh, even though I'm a firm believer, I think I think I've lost I've lost a little grip on some deep truths. Right. So it's one thing to say, "Yeah, I believe that," um, but you know, when you really believe something, when you're living it out, right? <laughs> yes. I, yeah. So I started to realize, you know what I'm. I I think I've, I've lost a little touch with, with things that I say, I believe. And so re re rereading your book and I'm still, I'm rereading it very slowly. So I would, I would say what's occurring to me so far, so far in revisiting this is just understanding what it is to, to come out and offer
0: myself. Mm, mm. Right. That can be very risky.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, indeed it is. You know, and I've, again, I've always been a proponent of, no, take that risk and be who you are. Own your awkward after all is my, is my motto, right? On, on, on the Isle of Misfits. So I believe in it. And yet I found the circumstances of life, some of my own issues kind of creeping in and overshadowing some of that. And I, and I think I I found I've, I've shrunk back a little bit.
0: Yeah. 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 I think it's really important to acknowledge that that happens. That happens in mm-hmm. our, I mean, you are a given over follower of Jesus. And even in that, for all of us, the pressures of life, um, whatever it is, or or seasons of where Jesus is doing a deeper move of healing, or he's just revealing stuff. We we have seasons where we pull back and we just, I don't know about you, but COVID was pretty hard on me.
1: Oh, you think? <laughs> you think that might have, yeah, that might play into it just a little bit.
0: Yeah. How, yeah. how was that tough for you? That, um, that really intense, you know, couple of years there, Yeah, especially that years, first yeah. year.
1: The, yeah. So the first year, yeah. So it's been levels of crazy, right? And everybody's experienced crazy in a different... Way yes. So for for me those those early days actually we my family didn't really have the opportunity to to experience it like a lot of other people that like in, in terms of being homebound uh-huh. because of some of the things going on in our lives. I have a mother in law who right at the beginning of all of this had a dramatic onset with dementia. So mm. we were there twenty four seven. We couldn't you know we had to be there because there yes. was nobody else that could come. Yes. So. Yeah. So we were out and about. My husband's job was such that he he did not have the opportunity to work remotely. So, and actually I considered that a blessing. That really was a blessing, uh-huh. right? Um, because it wasn't physical isolation. We were still getting out in the world as weird as the world was at that time. Yes. But I found in that, even the interactions in the world, just to me and what I found is I was experiencing for what felt like the first time some anxiety of even, even interacting and seeing masses of people, what they were dealing with in, in a way that, that seemed to be stripping of humanity.
0: Yeah. And I,
1: yeah. And it, it became something that I I realized, you know, there was so much talk about anxiety and fear I never saw myself as a fearful person of physical things, but I started to realize I was, I was having anxiety and fear of people and reactions to uh-huh. how I may be dealing with things differently than somebody else. And I certainly don't want to offend anybody else and just walking in all of those eggshells for that. And it was just like, you know, who can you feel safe with? Right. And yeah. that was, Yeah. So that was something that started to challenge me to, I'll just be honest. Like I started uh, embracing, digging the idea of the hermit life. Yep. You know what? I love humanity, but it's just people I can't deal with. You right. know what well, I that mean? Would, that would but, cause yeah. a
0: person to shrink back, wouldn't it? Yes. A little
1: bit, a little bit. And it was like a slow burn, but it was, you know, yeah, it was a couple of years. So. I didn't notice it creeping up on me until it had kind of taken root.
0: Oh, I understand that. And I, and I know that everybody that is listening does as well. That, that was really hard and had a lasting effect on everyone that needs mm. to be looked at and Jesus to come for. because um, That was really, really hard. So yeah. bless you in that. I completely understand and relate. So you are looking at that you are coming out of that and seeing where you have and wanting to offer. So uh, what other truths is God revealing about your heart these days? Boy, that's a that's a good question.
1: All right, and I know there's an answer in here somewhere. So if I just keep talking, I'll come to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think one of one of the biggest truths that he just won't let go of in me is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Mm. And in a way that's, that's so basic, right? That's what the Bible teaches. And yet I realize, you know, I can look out there and say, well, you people, you people out there, you just don't get it. And, but I am realizing it's another one of these things that I talk, I talk about it a lot. I believe it, but am I really internalizing that? Do I really understand This liberating truth, this transformational, this game changer that, no, Christ is alive in me, not not outside of me, not, you know, I'm following him and trying my best to be like him, but he dwells in me, right? Uh, through the Holy Spirit. And there's so much biblical evidence of that. And, and that's another thing I've been appreciating as I'm rereading your book, you know, the idea of unveiling beauty, that we're wired for that. As women, and that's part of our essence, as part of who Christ made us to be as women.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, Christ in you, the hope of glory, the yeah. great mystery yeah. and the great hope, and it is mind-blowing and heart-expanding, and yes, to get that, Christ in you. He indwells right. in the, the God of the universe, the Savior and the King lives in us. I, I mean, wow
1: crazy it's crazy when you think about it and yet this was his plan so this i guess was he his knows plan. what he's doing he does
0: know yeah. what he's doing and and how much we need his life within us to infuse us and dwell as pour out of us so that we can live the life we're meant to live that he wants us to live and to live with him right
1: right in beautiful. agreement with him right? in
0: agreement yes yes so l- resting in that embracing that marinating in that truth um, is that part of what is enabling you to step forward and not hold back?
1: Oh, I, I sure hope so, Stacey. And I, I gotta say, like I, I was just having a conversation with some close friends yesterday that, you know, asking how can I pray for you? And and I found myself saying, you know, I feel like I'm I'm just right on the edge. I'm right on the edge of really walking into this. Like, I believe it. And I'm not saying I, it's not like I haven't walked into this, but I think there's something that, that God is doing and he's dealing with some stuff, right? So there's external things and there's people things, but then there's me things, you know, deep things that he's contending with and me. And he's so kind and patient about it. Think about being triggered, right? Oh, everyone's triggered these days. And, you know, triggered is a bad word, but you know, when you think about it, triggered, it's not the worst thing in the world to be triggered, right? Because it's, it's when we're triggered that things get revealed. So he's allowing me to be triggered because I know that there's, there's, there's some freedom in there that he wants. Right. And it's just getting through it. It sounds really good when I talk about it on a podcast, you know, but then I have, then I'm living it out. Um, and it doesn't feel as good, but I know, I know that I know God's up to something in me and I just, I don't even want to say I want to get out of the way because you know how that's like that's a Christian you say, oh, I just want to get out of God's way. Well, you know, maybe we're not supposed to get out of the way. Maybe we're supposed to be right in the middle of his way so he can deal with us, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that back to Christ in us, Christ with us. You're right. Not get out of the way. I love that (laughs) because I get it. I get the saying. I really do. Um the yielding to him, the yielding to yes. his way, but he wants, we're in the middle of it with him. It's with him, right. life with right. him.
1: Yes, and, yeah. and I
0: love that he's also, he's actually always up to the more, I like the seasons of rest in between, mm-hmm. like we're not dealing, we're not processing, I'm not having something revealed to me where I need to go deeper right now. Those don't seem to last that long before there's... You yeah. know, there's something else that I go, oh man, I was just praising God and singing worship, and then I just got so mad at the person who cut me yeah. off on the freeway.
1: It's like, and where go, did that come Whoa. from? I go, Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> okay, okay, God. Or whatever it is, a question right. that's asked, or a situation that comes up, or a circumstance that happens. Somebody says something. Yes, he's after the more. Right. Right. And there,
1: and there is more, and sometimes that more, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like more, it feels like a stripping, right? It feels like you're Jesus, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're taking away what seems familiar, what seems comfortable, and you're stripping me down to this vulnerable place and I just don't like it. And yet, that's the place where I meet him. That's the place where I do find the more because it's, it's all of the, that stuff that is familiar as it feels, right? The dance that's familiar. It's also things that are, that are keeping me from really availing myself to him. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And, um, let's share a story of, uh, you know, there's this new gift that's out there called story worth.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. my, my I children, feel like I've heard of this. Yeah. My children just gave it to me. And what it is, is particularly for parents or for grandparents, so that you hear their story, you get a question a week and you answer it. And then um, at the end of the year, they put it into a book. Oh, a book. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's Very a way cool. for them to, to know what, you know, what was your first great trip or did you have a favorite toy or. Did you ever move as a child or what was that like things like that? Well, the first questions were asked about my family. Mm. What was your mother like? What was your father like? What were your grandparents mm. like? And I went, "Oh." Yeah. Now this is supposed to be fun. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Yeah. I wrote I wrote them going, "Are you going to read this because <laughs> cuz this is hard and yeah. and you use the word triggering it was, it was yeah. really triggering going oh gosh it's like doing therapy again or okay god come come more deeply yeah. into this yeah and and to ways that you haven't before and he is so it's yeah, yeah it's okay yeah. it's okay it's painful sometimes oftentimes the stripping
1: it is. But that's like you said, come and meet me. So meet me in this. Cause I, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like I, I know better, but I still default to this. Okay. I got to get things right so that I can get in the right space to invite Jesus. In. And it's like, no, 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 no. I mean that that's taking him out of the mix, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if righteousness could be gained through observing the law, Christ died for nothing, right? That's what scripture tells us. So this idea of, I got to get my act together so that I can meet with Jesus is backwards right? Because we meet with Jesus and it's like, okay, let's work on this. Let's yes. work on this. You know, yeah. I think, you know, you were talking about specific, so I'll be specifically generic. There was a season I started, uh, I started a new position about a, a little more than a year ago. And there was part of me like, oh, just referencing back to loving the hermit life. Like, you know, I don't know if I want to go back to being around a lot of people and yes. And, and I really do love people and I yeah, love you them do. one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and I can say I do love people, but it's, you know, it's those certain people, right? And to those certain people, I'm that certain person. So I'm, I'm highly aware of that, but I started to, I started to have this dread of certain situations like, Oh Lord, I don't know. I don't know. This feels like a mountain. And, you know, we love to sing these songs, like move the mountain, Lord, move the mountain. And, and just so clearly I felt the Holy spirit saying to me kindly, but gently, And firmly, how about we go mountain climbing together? (gasps) You know, and that's what we did because there was no avoiding. There were situations I could not avoid, Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: I wanted to, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but but I I saw even in the midst of it that no, there's there's a reason. There's a reason to let to to do this together. Otherwise, what do I need him for, right? And and this hiding. You know, the hiding that seems like such a good idea at the time, it seems self-protective. And we've had several years now of emphasis of safe, be safe, be safe, be safe, be safe. That's all we got for months and months on end, even years. And I'm not saying be, be foolish. I'm not saying, you know, just throw caution to the wind in some kind of stupid way. But, you know, this gospel, whoever said the gospel was safe? Whoever, you know, we know all of us who love the the C.S. Lewis, you know, Narnia Chronicles, right? Aslan is good. He's not safe. So this, this idea of clinging on to self-preservation is robbing us. And it was robbing me
2: mm-hmm. of
1: of really experiencing that with Jesus, that that fullness, that more. So the more I allowed him to walk with me, to climb the mountain with me, I realized not only those things that i were fearing that i was fearing weren't so scary that oh you know there's i can actually get past this and i don't have to dread this anymore
0: oh i absolutely love that i love that he said that to you that's just that's so beautiful because yes we do pray move this mountain but him to say let's go mountain climbing that you're in it together right. yeah that's the best because it's isn't an that what it- it's so what it comes down to is our hope in this is that Christ will never leave us or forsake us, so we are not alone in any of it. And His invitation to go, let's do it together. Let's go. We've got yeah. it.
1: Yeah, for real, right? And I, yes. and again, I think you know this. We almost look at it as metaphorical, symbolic. Yes, Christ is with me. No, He's really with you. He really and truly is. In like a real tangible
0: way. Yes. Wow. Okay. Just let that sink in for a moment. Yes, God, let that, let that become even more felt, known, believed. That's a resting place. Amen. Okay. So I didn't know that you were a singer. Oh gosh. (laughs) I do. I love to sing. I do. You have a beautiful voice. I got to hear Aww. you because you did a, a song that you wrote called Come Out. I did. It's, it's on YouTube and I'll put the link to that in the bio as well. Oh but gosh. oh my goodness. Beautiful. Oh, Stacy, Thank you. Thank so, you. So that must be the fruit of what you're talking about.
1: Uh, a little bit. Yeah. So that's that's the whole gist of the song. So I it actually started coming to me literally like in the early days, like 2020. So that's first summer of the pandemic. Yes. I would wake up and I just had one line, just, just one line, just, just going, I'd wake up with it. Um, Come out, come, come, out, out, come, out, Christ come out,
2: Christ in me, come out, come out, the hope of glory. Out, the hope of glory. Out, and that's
1: all I heard for months. Mm. And I just kind of, I just kind of shoot on that, you know, and say la, as they say, you know, for, for a while. Um, and so over months it actually was, it was more than a year. I think that the, the song really came together. And then last year I recorded it.
0: Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So can you share any other, the words? With us.
1: Oh boy. Um, I'm not gonna ask you to sing it, but you can sing it if you want. (laughs) I'll wrap it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah, it starts out. So the whole thing is about, you know, coming out of hiding. So I've been I've been sheltering in place here for a while, right? Because that's what we were told to do: shelter Mm -hmm. in place, craving comfort, seeking refuge from this trial. All the madness in the world has left me dry and thirsting for your presence
2: sheltering in place you for a while craving comfort taking refuge in this trial all the madness in the world has left me dry I'm thirsting for your presence
1: you've been patient as you wait for me to bring the pain I've been avoiding the self I've been preserving this fear that's kept me hiding I hear you gently calling and I know it's time to come out you've
2: been patient as you wait for me. that's kept me hiding I hear you gently calling And I know it's time to come out Yeah, I know it's time to come out So come out, come out, Christ in me Come out, come out, the hope of Lord So that's a little snippet. That was
1: a beautiful gift from God because it was telling me that, I I, I know, I understand what you're going through, um, but I don't want you to stay there.
0: Ah, oh, that's so good. So do you know, is there a specific place he's asking you to come out, to stop hiding, to step into?
1: That's a great question. Um, there is one thing. And if I say it, oh, I'm going to really be accountable. And I've had some wonderful people some of them from Wild at Heart Ministries encouraging me in this area, but I know, I know for a while now, um, I am to write a book. That sounds so NPR presumptuous of me. Um, and yet even to say that I'm just revealing my struggle, right? But he's given me, um, I, I have, I've begun this, but I've just, I haven't, I haven't finished it. We'll put it that way. So that's, that's one of the scary things that I think that is before me.
0: Oh, I bless that. You just you said you're writing and I just like perked up. Go I can't wait. So oh. so your emotions around that are varied. They
1: are because I I'm excited at the prospect and I've had some really amazing people encourage me in this and yet this is probably the thing that conjures up all of the uh all the things that I'm contending with.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
0: All right. I'm going to shift, but yes, yes. I'm just being another one to encourage you. Do it. Mm. We need your voice. Mm. Um, Nancy, how long have you been a follower of Christ? I'm not going to so, say a believer, but a follower.
1: A fo- so I will say that moment of transformation, right? So when you're saying like, no turning back. So I don't have that date in my Bible. And I I think maybe we even talked about this, but I know, can't tell you the date, but I know there was, uh, it was the fall of whenever I turned 22. So, um, we'll say it was in the nineties. We'll put it that way. Um, I just remember having this conversation with Jesus that went like this. It was, it was hearkening back to Peter, Uh, when he said to Peter, well, actually said to all of his disciples, you're not going to leave me too, are you? Right? It was after he had fed the thousands and then he gave them a word that they didn't like. And they're like, see ya. So he turns to his disciples and he says, you're you're not going to leave me too. And Peter says to him, where else can we go, Lord? You alone hold the words of life. And I found myself saying pretty much those very words to Jesus at the age of 22. And I knew from that point on, there was no turning back. I think before then I thought, Oh, I don't know how long I can do this, you know, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, because I think it was at that moment that I began to understand this grace that we speak of so much in the church.
0: Mm, That's beautiful. So nineties, that's a while Mm -hmm. you've come to know him increasingly over that time. I just love to turn our attention on to him for a few moments. Can you just, off the top of your head or thinking about it, what is it, are some of the things that you love most about Jesus?
1: I love his sense of humor. I was going to say, I love that he gets me, but then that makes it about me. But I love, he's got such such a great sense of humor with me <laughs> and he knows, he knows how to wield it, right? That's how, That's how he gets through to me. Most of the time. Mm. Yeah.
0: Mm. I think it's okay to say that he gets you too, because it's one of the painful things in this life is being misunderstood.
2: Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: And I love that he never misunderstands.
1: Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Never, never, Ah. you know, and that's such a great relief because when you find yourself praying, you know, and in, I don't know, I shouldn't put this on you, but I will sometimes find myself trying to qualify or do a preamble to my prayer or, you know, like, I know you already know this God. So why, you know, so it's just, it just takes so much pressure off of having to explain myself because he already knows. And yet I know he delights in in even my silly explanations, but it's just knowing that before I've even said it, he knows.
0: Yes, that's good. So is that one of the ways that he pursues you or are there other ways that you're walking through your day and you see something or that you go, oh, he sees me. Are there little things that he has between the two of you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think. Just I love being outside. I love, you know, I love getting out and uh especially near any body of water, whether it's the Niagara Gorge, which I still want you to come and see. Oh, me too. Yeah. Gorgeous. Um, it really is. Or, you know, the the lake, the ocean, uh just just being out and experiencing his glory. One one cool thing that he he started this a couple of years ago. Um heart-shaped rocks. Right. So, and you know, and the best. Time to find them is when you're not looking, right? Yeah, um, yeah, but over the last couple of years, I have this little collection of heart shaped rocks, so that's fun.
0: that is really fun, yeah, yeah, Nancy, is there anything else on your heart that you'd like to share with um the people that are listening today?
1: Yeah, I want to encourage you, whoever you are listening, whether whether I know you or not, and I know there's a few of you that are listening, so I'm talking to you, but I'm also talking to. You who, who I've never met, I want to encourage you. Don't think that what I'm saying just applies to me. This applies to you. It's time for you to come out. Whatever it is that's been holding you back, whatever it is that you have been holding on to um, out of comfort, out of self protection, preservation, it's not a punishment. It's not, it's not to strip you, to humiliate you, but God wants to remove those things that are holding you back. Because the time is short, my friends. You listen to this podcast enough. You listen to Wild Heart enough. You know this is, this is a recurring theme. Our time is short. We don't know how short it is. But we know that we, that we are here for such a moment as this. We're to make the most of every opportunity he's given us. Because this is a gift. Today is a gift. And you are his gift. Christ in you is a gift to the people that he's put around you. And you have an audience that nobody else has. So I just want to encourage you to come out.
0: Oh, yes. Okay, now I'm going to ask you to pray for us for that. Could you just okay. pray for us? Okay, good.
1: Oh, Jesus, just going to thank you. Like I'm so grateful for this opportunity to, uh, to just share not just my story, but how great you are, because it points back to you, Lord. And I do pray for whoever's listening that they would take this to heart, that they would take this personally and they wouldn't take my word for it or Stacy's word, but they would take this back to you in your word, Lord. For those that haven't been in the word, get them in the word, not in a religious way, Lord, whether it's listening to it in their Bible app or, or getting that you know that actual physical Bible out and starting to read it and underline it again or, or just immersing themselves in worship music that's based in your word. I just speak the word because your word is life and your word is truth and we need it now more than ever. So I, I just ask for these things, knowing that we are praying according to your will and you're going to accomplish your will in your way. So I ask all these things and I praise you and I pray a blessing over Stacy, over John, over wild at heart ministry, their family, Lord, thank you for the gift that they are to, to the Christian world right now. God, I just thank you for how faithful they've been, for how humbly they walk, the wisdom and the authority. And I am asking you for more for them as well. I ask all these things in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Nancy, thank you so much for sharing this, sharing your heart, being with us in this time together. I just, I love you. And it's so good to talk. I love you back. So, friends, um, yes, listen to those, that charge that she gave there at the end, so vital. You are needed for such a time as this. And remember, the King is captivated by you. Bless you. Till next time. Hi, everyone. This is Stacey Burton, the producer of The Captivated
1: Podcast. If you've been a regular listener, you've heard the encouraging teachings offered and the incredible conversations Stacy has had with her guests. So wherever you listen, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. May you be filled with the goodness of his love today, and we look forward to having you join us next time.